I know what is it to perform when you are not ordinary. And I know what is it to prove that you are a dancer. Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Belladance Live podcast. I'm your host, Jana Komarnitska, and I'm thrilled to share a new portion of dance inspiration with you. If you are a new listener, welcome to the show. Don't forget to subscribe and receive automatic updates about our new episodes. And if you are our regular listener, welcome back. Please leave your reviews on whichever app you're listening. They really help me promote the show and spread awareness about Belladance art form. Plus, I really like hearing back from you. On this note, let's get to our today's episode. Would you like to know how to get more students through the door and, most importantly, retain them and earn more money? Then the solution to your questions will be Sharky, the Baladance workout. The founder of this system, Orit, shares how teaching Baladance fitness transformed her own career in a way no performance opportunities ever could and it can benefit your dance career just the same way. You also can receive class chorus built in a powerful and flexible way that will maximize your results and save tons of time during prep work for the class. Join Sharky's 3-month instructor academy that features an online course, weekly coaching sessions and business coaching. You'll live with a razor-sharp teaching skills and best practices for your teaching business. Enrollment is now open for the next Sharky Instructor Academy beginning October 3rd. Apply at sharky.com slash teach s-h-a-r-q-u-i dot com slash teach Direct link will be in the show notes. Moving to a different city or a different country is challenging on its own. But when you need to do it uh, as a forced measure and measure of literally like life safety as a refugee, it adds completely different extra level of a layer of difficulties. And our today's guest is sharing her story of how she currently goes through this transition. Tatiana Tarasova is a professional dancer and choreographer with a seven-year experience of teaching oriental dance in her own school in Melitopol, Ukraine. She is a winner of many dance competitions and the festival organizer. Her most recent festival was planned for March 5th of 2022, but obviously was cancelled due to the war in Ukraine. Currently, Tatiana resides in Czech Republic and she's open for classes and even collaborations and I'm also very happy that she agreed to take some time and to join us today at the Baladance Live podcast. In, in our today's episode and our today's conversation, you will hear not only about how war in Ukraine made Tatiana to move moved to a different place and this is already twice, it's already second time in her life. Also how she was questioning uh, her decision of being a full-time belly dancer and uh, testing out different ways of life and different approaches to work and to dance. And of course we talked a lot about dance specifically and dance life, about the spirit of competitiveness in the belly dance classroom, not in the competition, but literally in the classroom. Classroom is it is it beneficial or not? And what is the healthy approach to it? 
We also talked about finding your perfect balance in dance and finding your uniqueness. Tatiana also shared her story of uh, what does it take to be a plus-size dancer and to be recognized as a professional. And we also talked about choreographies and creating choreographies. What's the difference of preparing a performance for a competition or just a gala show? So all of this, and as usual, a little bit more, <laughs> is waiting for you in our today's episode and our today's chat with our guest, Tatiana Tarasova. But I also want to remind you that Ukraine and all Ukrainian dancers still do need your support. And if you want to figure out, find ways and find more information on how you can support now and contribute to the cause, you can check it in the link to the show notes. There is a page on my website which has a lot of links to different uh, fundraising organizations as well as information about many Ukrainian dancers whom you can support directly by studying with them or by collaborating with them in different ways. And of course also don't forget to screenshot this episode and share it with your friends wherever you're listening, whichever app or on the computer, share it on social media so more people can find out about it, get inspired, and also get involved in helping and supporting our community. Hello, dear Tatiana. I am uh, very happy to see you, to hear you, and to talk to you today on the Ballet Dance Life podcast. Welcome to the show, and thank you for joining me today. Hello. I'm very happy to be here with you, to talk to you. Uh, So, how are you? (laughs) I'm fine, thank you, and I also would like to start this podcast asking how are you doing? Uh, Everyone's life in dance life and in general life, obviously in Ukraine, uh, got crazy these days, so I have to start with asking how are you doing, how is everything going, and is there anything that our belly dance community can do to help you and support you? Um, So what can I say? Uh, I'm dancing. <laughs> uh, usually now I'm dancing at home uh, because I don't have now uh, my own dance class. I live now in Czech Republic. So I had uh, my own school in uh, Ukraine, but uh, now I'm just uh, living in another country and I don't have uh, an opportunity to have my dance class. A dance room like this and uh, so i'm try just uh, training and dancing in my apartment finally i have quite big apartment so uh, i'm lucky one <laughs> in this moment and all my neighbors are very lucky too because now they're listening to egyptian music as well <laughs> um yeah so they're happy <laughs> I think so. Um, I live now in a small city, uh, very small. So it's like almost village. It's a very beautiful place with a beautiful view. But unfortunately, I don't have opportunity to open uh, my dance school now here. And... um, and um, so I'm just uh, training uh, online with some students and I'm trying to visit uh, most important uh, belly dance festivals 
and to dance uh, there to I the, I'm still learning to belly dance from Egyptian teachers uh, because I one of this one of the such people who think uh, that you need to learn all the time you need to study all the time it's not like you know uh, oh I'm a professional I don't need to learn anything I don't think so if I have an if I have an opportunity to study uh, I will do it yes last month I was in Italy I went uh, there because there was a workshop of Mohammed Shahin uh, so uh, I was there uh, I like it very much yes oh. it was very useful workshops for me as well I know that you are from uh, Melitopol in Ukraine. And I also know that you had a planned festival on March 5th. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I um, organized a festival in Melitopol for about five years. It was not a very big festival. It was like a festival of our region. Uh, but uh, it was one of the biggest uh, events in our region because there are nobody who did any other festival in our city. Uh, so it was quite important uh, festival, quite important event in Belden's community in uh, Melitopol city and uh, Zaporozhye region. So usually at our fest was um, dancers and schools from Zaporozhye, from Dnieper, Mariupol, and um, I don't remember, but Kyiv, once more we had Kyiv uh, schools also. So it was, uh, I don't know how to say, but I, I felt uh, like it was something wrong, you know, um, because there was a COVID time, Corona time, like coronavirus, and I, two months before March, I told my husband that, you know, I think uh, that somebody will go wrong. Somebody will go wrong and there will not be festival. I don't know why, but I feel like this. And he told me that no way, everything will be okay. Don't worry. You as usual, uh, but uh, I tried. I tried to um, not to do big preparation before festival. Usually, I begin to prepare festival about three or four months earlier. But in this year, I don't know why. But I told myself, okay, I will do in uh, just last month everything. I I just I just knew that there will not be festival at all. But I thought that it is because of coronavirus. I thought that we will have a lockdown again. Hmm. I thought like this. So, but <laughs> nevertheless, I bought some presents uh, for our um, jury, for our judges. I bought presents for them. Uh, because all our uh, judges uh, are women, 
I bought uh, different, uh, just s- small presents like uh, cosmetic presents. So I have <laughs> there are a lot of cosmetics now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I made posters and so on. Thanks God, I didn't pay anything for any rent for our for dance hall for building where it has to be had to be like this. When was the moment that you finally realized, okay, there indeed will be no festival? Was it February 24 or was it before? Was it after that? Okay, it's cancelled for sure. Uh, February 24 in the morning. Uh, uh, I wake up, woke up from the bomb shelter because in the Melitopol there was a bomb shelter. I'm so sorry, my English is bad. Like um, shooting. Bomb explode. <laughs> yes, from bomb shooting. And uh, because in Melitopol there was uh, air, um, like, I don't know, military air uh, airplane. Airport. And, Airport, yes, and because of this, uh, we have uh, bomb shooting in the morning, as you, as all cities, as most of all cities in Ukraine. And I understand in this moment, okay, that is all. Thank you and goodbye. Game over. Like this. So it was like in one moment, okay, we will run again because I'm, in fact, I was. I'm not from Melitopol. <laughs> I'm from Donetsk. Ah, you moved to Melitopol after. Ah, yeah, I, I was born in Lugansk. I uh, was living in Donetsk till uh, 2014. Yes, yes. Uh, and uh, I moved to Melitopol after war. And uh, so... When in 24th of February it started, I just understand, okay, okay, let's, yeah. let's start, let's start our life again somewhere in another place like this. Uh, I have no any thoughts about staying in Melitopol because I, you know, and I realized uh, that we will be in occupation, you know. Uh, we, I realized that we too close to Crimea, and uh, it just um, it just question of time uh, how how soon we will be in we will occupied it. Oh. I'm really sorry to hear it. I actually didn't know. I thought you were from Melitopol. I didn't know you. It's second time you're literally experiencing war on your own skin, yeah. let's say. Um, so I'm really sorry to hear it, and uh, I hope every everyone in your family is okay, will be okay, and uh, all will be settled down and and uh, finding the way. But uh, yeah, can only send you vibes of I don't know supportive good energy as much as possible. Like it's the situation, don't even know what to say sometimes. Um, when you move to Czech Republic, I know that you were considering i don't know if you're still considering but at least at that moment i know you were considering to sort of uh quit a full 
full-time dance career, not to have dance as your main profession, just to have it something still present in your life, still active, but not as you had it in Ukraine, that it was the thing in your life, like that was your job, like your main focus. And you were considered, I don't know if it's still the same in your thoughts, but you were considered that to change it and to have dance only as a part of your life, not the center of your life. Can you share why did you consider that? What was mm-hmm. the reason? Uh, what was the thoughts? And what was the process? Because I know you even worked as a as like office job, let's say nine to five, like re- regular, let's say what you call office jobs for a while. I don't know if it was connected or it just was because of the situation that you had to move to a different country. But I'm really curious to know about this decision and the thoughts of okay, I don't want dance to be my main profession, especially for you in the like you know and you have so much to share it's not like um, it's time to retire let's say it's definitely not your case or it's not a, a case of injury that you have to switch it's a conscious decision of thoughts like okay i don't want dance to be my main profession why how and and what was happening <laughs> okay so uh everything started in Melitopol. I had a school, I had school, and it was uh, in some years, it was quite big school. And uh, I think I have no, um, I have no enough experience to organize everything as well, I think, because there was so many work that I had, usually I had only one or two days in a month. To have rest like this, um, because uh, there are, uh, there were a lot of students, children, adults, and um, Melitopol is not a very big city, and uh, the price of um, the price of lessons was not very high. Not because because of me, just because uh, it's not big city and. Uh, in every club, the price of lessons was not uh, so high uh, as uh, in Kiev, for example, or in Dnepr. So um, I had many people who want to uh, to, to want to dance uh, to train with me uh, individually. So I usually have, I know, six, seven, eight individual lessons in days, and uh, plus groups. And I live in such uh, a schedule for several years, and I was exhausted. You know, I was uh, really exhausted, and I tried to mix all this with uh, traveling to festivals, traveling abroad, uh, trying to uh, mix it with I know to with workshops and judging at Ukrainian festivals. So it was. Very active life, very active life before coronavirus. Before coronavirus, yes, of course. <laughs> um, and I like it, but you know, it's like mm, you just waste all your energy in school, in students, and I like them, I love them. Uh, but in the same time, I felt that I want to waste this energy on my own dancing, but I have no really just 
power for it. After lessons, I just want to go home and just to sleep. And if I um, had to prepare some, I know, just dance for my dance for gala show, for some gala show, it was really just like, oh my God, I need to prepare, but I don't want because I just start you know, like this, you waste all your energy in your school and you have no energy for yourself at all. And it was a little bit pity for, for, my, for, for me because I like to... I like dancing and I like to create choreography. I always create my own choreography. I never dance anyone... Uh, uh, any other choreography. And I waste many time to prepare my own dance. And for me, it was pity that I have no time for myself mm-hmm. because of school, because of... And I, ha- I want to say like this, that um, because I was uh, in Melitopol not so long time, I have no any help like this. There are no other person who would help me with school or with organ with festival everything was only at, at me like this and uh, i when i worked uh, in this schedule uh, for several years i began to understand that uh, i need to change something and when Corona uh, virus came in our uh, country, in our world, yes, and we have lockdown. I understand that I miss dancing, yes, I miss dancing so much, and I miss my pupils, but I don't want to have uh, such a schedule Schedule, again. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Again. I want to have, uh, I don't know, maybe less uh, schoolwork to have more time for myself. And uh, after coronavirus, um, it was like this because <laughs> because uh, half of my students, um, it was because of the financial, I can, I can, what, what money problems, yes, because many people after corona, after lockdown, they lost uh, their, they lose their job, so it was problem with money, and my school um, uh, became smaller, so, mm-hmm. and uh, it was uh, not good, maybe from the one way, because there are less, 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 Income. less, uh, mm-hmm. Yes, but in another way, I have I had more time for myself. But when I moved here in Czech Republic, and when I uh, talked uh, with different people who live here already for several years, uh, I understand that um, here is quite complicated to have a daily dance like. Uh, like uh, only one main job. It's very complicated uh, because in Czech Republic, uh, very popular ballroom dancing and yoga. It's very popular, very uh-huh. popular. But belly dance is not very popular, and there are several clubs, several schools in Czech Republic 
but they're not very big and the children are not dancing here, only adults. And um, in one moment, I just uh, was sitting here in my apartment and I thought, okay, maybe it is a sign <laughs> like this. Maybe I need to try something new in my life and uh, just uh, I could try to work in another area. I don't want to just close belly dance forever. No, no, of course. But I don't want to try right now to open my school here uh, because uh, for first reason, it's not very simple because of bureaucracy and many other points. It's quite difficult for a refugee, for myself. Yes, I am a refugee. And... Um, uh, and it's not very popular, so people who have here their schools, they told me that if you have 10 people, it's okay, you are really, it's cool, it's cool, it's really cool. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, because, um, I don't know, because maybe of the mentality, mm, not Czech people not very like belly dance. So it's not, there are no big, really big school here. There are some small schools for country. But in fact, Czech Republic is not a very big country. So not, not surprised. And I thought, okay, maybe it's a sign. I will try something new and we will see how it will be. Where I will be more, I don't know, like successful. <laughs> how it will go. And what we will have in, uh, uh, after a year, maybe I will work, I don't know, in some as another in industry and I will like it and I will, I will uh, have passion for it. Or if not, um, after some year, I will try to open uh, Belladon School in Czech Republic as well. I have so I have students, students, yes, but not like school in like in Ukraine. Students, okay. it's not like this. Just individual lessons online and that's all. But to have your own, I don't know, not own, by, but to rent, um, to rent. Uh, Actual space to rent have regular building. classes. Uh -huh. Yes, to, to rent space, to have documents, because here is you need to have everything officially. So you need to, even as I heard, you need to prove that you have right to teach. It's very interesting thing because there are no university, government university, where you can study uh, Oriental or belly dance. I have um, I have degree, but in contemporary. I had Ukrainian degree. Uh, of contemporary dance, but not, uh, of course, there are nobody, <laughs> there are no uh, university where you can study belly dance. But uh, here you need to confirm, you need to confirm that you have degree, government degree, that you have right to teach. It's very interesting. So it's very complicated to have all documents legally, 
so uh, you have uh, to waste some time and some money, not very <laughs> quite big money to open that school here. So you need to be, I don't know, um, you need to you need to be sure that you want it. You need to be sure that uh, it will work and that it will be it would be okay. It will be okay. So and right now in my now period in this year, I'm not sure in it. So like this. Uh, it's interesting because I know in some countries, uh, if you are about to teach kids, you need to prove that you need have a pedagogical degree. So it's not necessarily like a dance, but at least like you have a degree or training in teaching skills specifically in pedagogy but i didn't know mm -hmm. that in some countries you in general if you want to open and teach something you need to show government degree i wonder how they do it for yoga teachers because i don't think there is a yoga degree university yoga degree yeah. <laughs> to, uh, you need to have license special lines license and if if you want to have this license i know there are uh, many special courses for yoga uh that after finishing these courses of yoga you have license mm -hmm. but uh, it's not uh, cheap courses they're quite uh, they're quite uh, expensive because uh, people who organize these courses they understand that after it you will be working so uh, it's the courses about several months uh, so it's quite uh, um I know how to say it, but uh, very serious. I, I of course, of course. I think I think that uh, there are many not uh, very legally way to teach. I think yes. I think not every teach, not every teacher of yoga uh, have had these courses or had li have license. But you know, they live here. They understand how everything works here, mm -hmm. but when you don't know language, when you don't understand anything in this country, it's quite uh, it's quite difficult to to do all this. And uh, you know, it's quite uh, for me, from like, like I think, I don't want uh, to I don't know to have risk to, for example, to work here not legally. And I don't have, I don't, I don't want it because um, I'm refugee and Czech Republic uh, give me a visa and like give me, uh, protect me, yes, mm -hmm. protect from the war. And I don't want to risk my visa, you know. Yeah, of I don't want it. Yeah. Because I, I, I guess that people who live here, who was born here, of course, some of them maybe work not very legally but they are born here they know rules they know everything how everything works here but when you don't know and when you are just refugee i don't think that it is a good idea you know i don't even think that it's a matter of of working legally or not legally i just think then because i also had experience of uh, moving 
leaving and start working in a foreign country with different mentality mm-hmm. and different rules. And very often when you're trying to figure out as a foreigner, it looks super complicated. Oh my God, I can't do this. I can't do this. I can't do, I cannot do this. I cannot do this. But when you are giving yourself time, figuring out, talking to people, figuring out, then you understand, oh, it actually is less complicated than it first appears it's just you need to know nuances oh yes for this it's this but if it's like registered like this you don't really need visa or whatever license or whatever it was for me i was not opening a school it was a different activities i was doing as a uh, solo performer but still opening mm-hmm. registering a business officially like everything in a different country and it also was this complications oh but it sounds like this. And then you talk to another person. It's like, oh, no, but you don't need this because you can do it like this. And it's like, oh, okay, that's mm-hmm. easy. So it's sometimes also this struggle of literally figuring out things, how they actually work. Not just even listening to one person, because sometimes, especially if you talk to some officials, I remember it was so crazy if I tried to talk to someone in the government, like, okay, I want to like register, organize this. How can I do it? And then they tell you like this, this, and this, and this. And I was like, oh my God, it's so complicated. And this is not possible physically. How, it, especially mm-hmm. if like, oh, you mm-hmm. need this paper, which you uh, can get only if you have that paper, but that paper you can get only if you have the first paper. I was like, wait, <laughs> I need at least some paper to start. <laughs> so, and then it's, yeah. it's these complications of uh, um, trying to figure out how it actually really works and uh, is it just this way or is there like different, I don't know, legal, bureaucratic strategies uh, or paths? So it's it's literally like figuring out things. So I understand you. I can relate to that <laughs> a little bit, moving to a different country and trying to do especially your own like business. Basically, it's uh, it's quite an adventure in itself. <laughs> Yes, yes. I think uh, uh, that second reason why I don't want to open my own school here, it is that I don't speak Czech language uh, quite well. Because, uh, you know, um, belly dance here popular between most of all uh, people from 30 years or 25 years. And uh, not like, I would say that all must nobody know English. So you need to communicate and to teach at Czech language. And it's okay because it is Czech Republic. Of it's course. normal. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay. But unfortunately, I don't speak Czech language at such level that I would say, oh, it's not a problem. I will open my school uh, and uh, it will be not problem for me to communicate, to speak. Uh, you, of course, you can't, I don't know, just, uh, oh, you can't, uh, you can't remember just uh, how cold different parts of body. Yes, if I would like, if I would do workshop, I think it would be hard, but I would able to do my workshop in Czech language but it would be it uh, will be hard for me anyway but to have school it's more than just one workshop it's communicate in different moments in different questions and in this way in in this situation you need to speak Czech language fluently I think so uh, two reasons first is uh, quite not very simple to open not very simple to open, quite risky. And second, uh, I don't know uh, Czech language 
language at uh, such levels that I would speak fluently with my students, for example. And I don't think that every pe every person, every woman who will came for me, she would say, okay, she don't know Czech language, never mind, I will understand her some way. No, I think most of them will think like, oh my God, she don't speak Czech language. Okay, bye. It's not for me. So two reasons, and I think in the next year I will um, improve my language, Czech, uh, Czech language. I will improve it, and uh, I think after one year it will be. Uh, I don't know. I will. My, I will feel myself more comfortable to open to do all this. If of course. Of course, if I would if I would not find some another job where I will have some passion, like in belly dance. You actually had experience of working as a like regular, let's say, what we call regular jobs. How was that experience after being a full time dancer, a full time dance teacher for so many years, and then suddenly uh, doing a you know like nine to five uh, job? What was the most you know, striking or challenging for you as a dancer transitioning in this kind of work? Uh, the most... Um, so I was working for several months, uh, for two months, not very not very long. Uh, for two months, uh, like um, uh, reception uh, in, in the hotel. And so for first, first thing that was very uh, hard for me, it was uh, sitting at one place, just sitting at the chair, 12 hours. It was quite difficult for my body. I began to uh, feel that my body just <laughs> don't want to sit. I want to do something. I want to like to move to, I don't know, to go somewhere. Sometimes, yes, we have such days is that we need to move to go to i know to some places in the hotel to some stairs to some floors uh to communicate with guests but usually it is uh, you are sitting at one place uh, for 12 hours and second what was very hard <laughs> you know uh it was when you understand that somebody always uh, told you what you need to do because and how you need to do it and how it would it will be better to do it so you have your you i will i had my own boss and it was very unusual for me because for several years i was boss for myself and <laughs> and uh, it was very hard you know because um I don't know how to say it, but I'm not used that somebody tell me how to do this or how to do that or you're doing not right or you're doing right. No, never mind. Just somebody tell me that something how I need to do. And uh, I don't know. It was very like uh, stressful for me because I usually know how to do better for myself in my, when i was when i was a boss for myself in my dance school and there was one day there was festival in the city 
in Chesky Krumlov, I worked in a hotel uh, which situated in Chesky Krumlov. It is a small city in south of Czech Republic. And it is quite beautiful, beautiful city, tourist, uh, touristic uh, center. And there was festival for two years, or for two years, I'm so sorry, for two days, for two days. And I was sitting in the hotel and I heard Egyptian music. And I was like shocked. I was, is it Saidi? Oh my God, what's happening? And I ran from hotel to the square, to the main square where the festival held on. And I saw there was stage there during the festival. There was many concerts, uh, different events, uh, singers, dancers, and there was dancers some uh, belly dance school i don't know from where from which city i don't know and uh, they dance saidi and uh, saidi and several other dance um, choreographers yes and for me it was like oh my god i know i was so surprised uh and for me it was so like painful because when I saw them on the stage, I just stand in and thinking about, oh my God, I need to be there. It is I need to dance there. I don't need to sit here. I need to be there on the stage. <laughs> I don't know how to say, but it was like very pity for me. I even began to cry to cry a little bit like that, you know, like, because it was, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> Emotions come. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know uh, from which city uh, was there, was, was that school, but when I come back to the hotel and uh, said, at uh, my place at reception, it was like, oh, this is not my place. No, no, no. So after two months, uh, there was another reason why I left that job uh, because it was uh, in one city and I lived uh, in I lived in another city. So I moved. I go to work. Uh, there was quite big. Um, waste many time to come to work mm -hmm. so about after two months i decided that i need to to quit <laughs> i need to quit the job so like this well in any case i guess it was a reminder and signal from universe <laughs> reminding you where is your real place and where your heart belongs to <laughs> yeah yes yes i think yes um and it was quite a good experience anyway. Uh, now I understand that I'm not good in reception at the hotel. It's not my, it's not my way. No, thank you. Um, but uh, nevertheless, it was very, uh, very interesting experience. Yes. Speaking on this note, um, 
how did you actually enter ballet dance? Do you remember your first time seeing ballet dance and had that thought in my mind, ah, I want to go and study ballet dance? How did you enter this field of your heart <laughs> where you belong? <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it was uh, um, I think, not very usually because uh, uh, not very ordinary. Uh, in my childhood, I danced ballroom dancing for five years, and I was in love with ballroom dancing. But when I uh, went to university, I quit. I left ballroom dancing because because it was, I know, university time. You have no time to dance. Uh, so I started to dance in 21 years old, quite late, mm-hmm. late. Um, and I usually, I was usually... I always was quite a big woman, like this, with curves, okay, like this. So my mom told me one day, you should go to ballet dance. Maybe you will lose your weight, lose some weight. (laughs) Yeah. I have never uh, seen a ballet dance before. And I thought... Mm, no, I don't want. I, what is it? Ballet dance? No, 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 no. But my mom, she is very strict woman, and she told me, "You have to go to ballet dance. You have to lose weight." Okay, I don't want to disappoint my mom, and I found um, just closest to school in Donetsk, uh, closest school where where, where was ballet dance. And I went there just to, I don't know, just to please my mom. Just to please my mom, yes. And when I, I remember then uh, there was small groups. There was only six pupils. And uh, when I came there and started to dance, uh, started to do some elements, uh, I had experience in ballroom dancing. That is why some elements, uh, they, I don't know, it was quite easy for me because of ballroom dancing. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that I'm just looking and looked at other girls and I thought, okay, who is uh, the leader of this group? Who is dancing the best here? And then I found one girl. She was very beautiful. I remember she was very beautiful with very beautiful figure and she moved very nice, very nice. And when I saw her and, okay, I will be better than you. Okay, I will be better in this group. It's just like competition feeling because I was in ballroom dancing for five years and in, I know in ballroom dancing there are always competition even between school, in, in school, between students and when I come to belly dance class, it was the same. I just okay, I need to be the best. <laughs> and then we and then we wonder why there are so many competitions in Ukraine. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, yes. Oh. And um, and uh, after I don't know how long I was studying in group, but quite quite uh, quick. Uh, quickly, I just came to my teacher and asked her, I want to work with you one by one. I want to have individual lessons. I don't want to work in groups. For me, it's boring. I want to. I always liked attention. 
<laughs> to myself. And uh, even I don't want to have uh, just uh, be in group, one of the several. And I told her, okay, I want only individual lessons. And the interesting thing that after a year, uh, that girl that was very beautiful and dancing so well, she quit. She quit dancing. Hmm. She and I, I asked her why you go, why you quit dancing, and she said, "I want to go to gym to jump, just to gym, mm-hmm. just to." And nobody, nobody left. In fact, in fact, and my, but my teacher, she opened another school in another part of the. Uh, city and she had a big school, but I always studied only in individually, only. So, um, so my love to ballet dance uh, began from the mother, from my mother, <laughs> and from uh, uh, I know uh, from desire to be the best. But, but I was in love in uh, Egyptian music very fast. I fall fall in love very fast mm. in in Egyptian music. You know that feeling when you have I know how to say it goosebumps. Um, yes, yes. So uh, I usually felt it uh, when I heard um, Oriental music. It's it was uh, something incredible for for me. So. It was not just uh, I don't I want to be the best. It was uh, I want to be the best, but then I fall in love <laughs> with the Egyptian music. This is a pretty funny story. Years after, when you became your own teacher, and you sorry, mm-hmm. when you yourself became a teacher, and you also teach uh, used to teach group classes. Mm-hmm. How do you navigate when you see students? with that competitive uh, mood in themselves and trying to compete with each other in class. How, as a teacher, you navigate the situations? Do you do anything? Do you encourage? Do you discourage? Do you just let it be? How, like, have you noticed uh, in your teaching experience, have you witnessed students having competitive mood in the class as you had when you just came to ballet dance or it never happened in your teaching experience? You never noticed anything like that? You know, unfortunately, I have no such students. I had students that have, uh, that um, had talent, yes. And uh, uh, I saw it so many times, uh, but... Unfortunately, students uh, don't want to be like I will be best of the best. No, <laughs> I would uh, I would love to have such students, such experience. Mm. But usually, usually, all my students they want to dance just for themselves, and even if they dance at competitions, it was just uh, for fun, not to be best of the best. I don't know, like this. I had uh, several um, like students. Uh, they were kids, kids, and uh, uh, some of them. Yes, I I felt that they were quite competitive, but I don't know. I think it was not very. It was like 
I just want gold medal. I don't know. I just want gold medal. I just uh, uh, want um, want to be. Um, it's just. It's not like uh, you know. I began to dance when I was uh, I was already adult. Yes. Mm-hmm. So it was like um, um, adult uh, desire to tea to study and to try to be best in this area. But when you are, when you kid, uh, you just want to be, uh, I don't know, to have gold medal, I think, uh, where you want that your parents will proud of you. But I don't think that a 10 years old uh, girl will think about your profession. I don't think so. Mm. I, I don't. But maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> To be honest, it's so interesting to me right now observing like different approaches and different mentalities because many dancers around the world, uh, especially talking about when we start talking about like Ukrainian dance community, there is a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, criticism that competitiveness, it's too much, it's missing out on other things. Like where is that healthy approach to, okay, I want to strive, I want to get better, but where where it's too much of competition mentality and it's interesting how you actually go from other side like you are missing this little bit of competitive mood inside your students as if like oh that can spark uh, uh i don't know their growth or progress do you really think that this competitiveness is or element of this competitiveness is really that necessary or the dancer can become successful even if she is not uh, um, comparing, let's say, much herself with others? I think um, it's not about comparing yourself with others. Yes, uh, uh, as for me, when I begin to study belly dance, I compare myself with uh, dancers, uh, with pupils in my belly dance class, yes. But when I began to work with my teacher, one individually, she told me you need not to compare yourself with others but you need to develop yourself and you need to believe that you are unique and uh, she is very i'm very grateful to her because she usually uh, told said to me you are unique you have uh, such power power in yourself no not every person not every dancer have this power so you need just to develop and to release this power to audience when you on the stage but if you will compare yourself to other you will always lose because there will be always who is i don't know beautiful more beautiful more thinner more graceful more uh, i don't know more te- have more technique power i don't know uh, so, and you always will lose comparing yourself with others. She always told me, you need to find your balance in your dance. And I, and I, when I began to teach uh, my students, uh, when I prepared the, them for competitions, I always tried to find their balance. You know, like balance, it is choreography plus uh your appearance what you have yes uh 
plus uh, advantages and disadvantages and your charisma yes your artistic power like mm -hmm. this and uh, if you will have this balance from three points it is uh, charisma uh, it is appearance and technique yes yes technique and kind of choreography like this you will have uh, like golden balance and you will be better than almost everyone <laughs> not everyone but you will be good you will be good good uh, dancer you will be really good dancer the people will see it the judges if it is competition will see it the audience will see it it's a problem of our belly dance community community in ukraine that usually they try to, to develop only one side for example i saw many Ukrainian dancers with amazing technique, amazing. But I don't feel the dance. I don't feel their story on the stage. Uh, uh, they are not leaving this uh, their song. They acting, acting, but not leaving. They don't feel it. Don't uh, feel it from their inside. You know, I saw that there are no goosebumps. And I think um, I think competitive. It's good. It's good, just to motivate yourself to work, but not compare yourself with other. Just just uh, compare yourself with yourself last year, like this. You know, mm -hmm. I'm better than I was last year. Oh, I'm not better. It's bad. <laughs> Like this. For you, you, um, I also noticed that on your Instagram profile, in your bio, mm -hmm. you have an interesting statement that you put literally there that regardless of are you 50 or 150 kilos, I will teach you dance. <laughs> and this is a decision yeah, yeah, yeah. to actually put this, like, you know, bring attention to this subject right in the bio of your Instagram, you know, like not somewhere in the post or anything, but literally like, statement it's like people who discover you they read okay who is tatiana tarasova ah she's saying she will teach me like and bring attention regardless of the weight why did you decide to put such a like you know powerful and like straightforward statement right there right in the beginning and then someone is meeting you like they read this why was that decision and uh, uh what does it mean for you <laughs> um so uh, I put it because of the many reasons. For first of all, I'm a big woman, <laughs> and I have quite not very simple way because of this. So when I started dancing, there was no such dancers like me. All dancers uh, was like uh, 50 kilos, 60 kilos, or I don't know. Um, there, there was quite. Um, I know normal normal body normal bodies usual ordinary bodies, and when I began to perform uh, and take took part in competitions, it was not very simple. You know, people when they saw me in a costume, uh, there was so many different reactions, yeah. and not very polite, not very good reactions. 
usually it was like, oh my God, look at her or kids, uh, they were just, uh, I don't know, just pointing fingers and laughing and uh, uh, women just, I don't know, they just look at, uh, looked at me with uh, big eyes. Oh my God, what is this? And when I enter, entered the stage in that time, usually in the uh, dance hall, yes, it was like uh, noise, like, ooh, like this. <laughs> I don't, mm. it's really, it was like this, ooh. But usually after I started dancing, they shut up. Uh, they mm-hmm. began quiet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, uh, all these things, there are, they were in my life. And uh, now there are more dancers, different shapes, who perform and uh, take part in competition. Now it is another. And now it's more, I like, like, like to say, body positivity, like this. Uh, and uh, now uh, I have no such experience. Now there are no nothing like this. And uh, many people know me. Or I don't know, many, maybe people now is more polite. So <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't uh, tell me anything like this. But in the beginning of my uh, dance career, my dance way it was like this and it i i need to it was quite uh, painful it was and i feel myself not very comfortable you know uh every time and i know what is it to perform but you are when you are not ordinary and i know what is it to dance and to uh, to prove yourself and others so that you are a dancer, you know, because uh, even now when I uh, don't know, when I meet somebody and I tell, okay, I'm a belly dancer, they, you're a dancer? Really? So, even now, but uh, 10 years ago, it was much more, you know, and um, that is why I understand that women that are afraid to start dancing, that are afraid to go on the stage, they, it's, uh, I, I know what they feel because I felt the same some, day, some years ago, you know? And it's not only for, re, uh, for ordinary audience. Even when I compete, Yes, when I compete in um, you know, at festivals, I understand that judges, they're ordinary people, like me, like you, and some of them don't like fat people on the stage. For them, you are not a dancer. Never, it, uh, it doesn't matter how good you are. You are just not a dancer. Because I I wanted to say, I was, uh, 10 years ago, I, w- I was a beginner dancer. And I was in a big festival. I don't want to tell what festival. And very famous, very famous dancer, famous dancer and organize and judge. 
she came to me and she said, uh, you need to lose weight because professional, you cannot be like you. Professional cannot be like you. And another personal, uh, another judge came to me and told me, you need to dance some nuba, you need to dance uh, some folklore. Don't dance oriental. I told her, I like oriental. I like oriental most of all. This is all what I like. Uh, I, I, no, with your body, you don't need to dance oriental. So, um, thanks God, I had my teacher in Donetsk. And when I came from this festival, in Donetsk and told her everything that judges told me. She said, uh, I don't know, <laughs> she said uh, they're oh. wrong. Yeah, they said, she said, we're I, I, I bet she said different things, but okay, the meaning was they're wrong. <laughs> yes, they're wrong. <clears throat> they're very, very wrong. You are unique. Uh, you are a good dancer. Work on yourself, work on your technique, work on your advantages, develop your advantages. So, and uh, don't listen anyone. And the most interesting thing that one year uh, after that festival, I came on that festival again, and I was uh, one of the, there was in competition 23 or 24 girls uh, and I was third I took bronze medal yes and when that uh, teacher that told me about my weight she asked me oh hello Tanya she was very polite in uh, all, all other ways she was, was very polite and she told me oh Tanya hello how are you so how was your competition and I told her so you can uh, congratulate me because I had the bronze medal and she said oh really huh. mm -hmm. so okay I congratulate you yes okay so she was very surprised and so I know uh, that never for for some people for some people you will be never a dancer. Doesn't matter how good you will be, they will see only your weight, not your dance, not your soul, not your charisma. They will see only your weight. It's bad, but it is fact. So. Just never mind, I think. And I know that you are still, till these days, you participate in festivals and sometimes in even competitions, if I'm not mistaken. Why are you doing it now, since you have already established school, you already established yourself, like, you're a teacher? Why competitions? Like, you can't, of course, like, it's not a question, like, oh, why participate in festivals? But why specific competitions to continue doing them? Oh, it's a quite difficult question. Uh, question because, um, okay, I want to say like this, because I have no many places to dance where I can where I can dance right now. When I was in Ukraine, usually I was a judge 
and we had a gala show and I danced on gala show mm-hmm. or I had a workshop and I dance like in workshop but now here I can dance only in my kitchen <laughs> and that is all you know and I miss stage I miss stage so much and Sometimes, yes, I just came to festival, for example, uh, for workshop and organizer told me, okay, can you dance in gala show or would you, uh, would you want to dance in gala show or open stage? Sometimes they ask, but some uh, organizers, they don't know me. I'm nobody for them. So usually... Uh, it is the only way to perform at the stage. Yes, I'm not. Uh, I'm, I'm not shy to tell. This is the truth. <laughs> but uh, um, but this is the truth that uh, sometimes I want to. Comp- I don't want to compete. Uh, I want just to dance at stage. Not all uh, competitions has open stage. For example, not uh, at last uh, festival they don't have open stage. Uh, I dance in gala show and I compete because I want to dance more than one time and there was only one gala show and I thought okay I want to dance more what I can do uh, I can compete okay no problem I will mm. compete and, and and in fact I dance uh, uh, choreography that was uh, not for competition it was quite relaxed uh, not very um I don't know, quite relaxed choreography, not for competition. I took uh, second place in professionals and uh, Mohammed Shaheen, he told me, you dance choreography not for competition. I said, yes, I know. It was for gala show. (laughs) It was for gala show. That is why it was not very technique complicated. What would be the main difference, I was about to ask you, between choreography for competition and choreography for gala show, let's say? Competition, it was uh, it better to choose music uh, with different uh, rhythms where you can uh, show your different skills, your like this, uh, that you can dance and this and small technique and big elements. And I don't know, uh, you can show all your arsenal. I don't know if it is good word in English. <laughs> vocabulary, it, we can say also. Vocabulary, huh? yes. Uh, all your dance vocabulary uh, and for gun show it uh, doesn't matter you need to dance for yourself you like this music you feel it like this even if it is uh, not very complicated even if it is not uh, very I don't know very fast or very uh, you know uh, not with very difficult elements it doesn't matter. I think at gala show you need to show uh, not technique but more your uh, dance personality. How you how you listen to music, how you feel it, how you show your this music because literal literally we need to show with our bodies the mu- this music. And uh, I think gonna uh, show it is more about yourself, about your personality. Uh, competition, it is about uh, to show that you can do this and you can do this and you can do this and this and plus your charisma and plus your feelings. So it's 
more like um, different uh, packages. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. You're right. Hmm. So, but I uh, I don't want to compete. I just want to dance more than one time at festivals. That is why I thought. Okay, never mind. I will dance this uh, dance for gala show. No problem. And at gala show, I dance even less com com uh, less uh, complicated dance. And uh, when I ask him uh, how, what do you think? Well, I asked Mohammed Shahin, what do you think about my dance? And he said, this is not for com. This is not uh, for competition choreography. I said, yeah, I know this is not for competition. <laughs> you need to take measurements or show more what you can. And it was tar up. It was tar up with many feelings, with many just, I don't know, like... <laughs> Emotional moments, I see emotional moments and that okay never mind i don't uh, it's okay for me it was okay any anyway because um, it was not my goal to win the competition second place okay second place well still Great. second place it's awesome <laughs> not even trying yeah. <laughs> not even not, choosing yeah, the appropriate choreography uh -huh. yeah yeah it's uh, good very very good too so like this and how about today and the uh, feasible future? Uh, what are your thoughts, goals, I don't know, maybe plans, dance-wise, uh, where you're at and how you see in the nearest future your dance journey developing through? Um, in October in Praga, I will give my workshop and I will judge a competition. Uh, and um, and other plans, uh, I don't know. I want to have new costumes. <laughs> uh, I want to have a different, uh, okay. It's very difficult questions. I will, under, I will explain you why, because after these uh, events in my life, this world, I don't try to think about the future, in fact, even if it is dense future, because I don't want to think about the future. Uh, after first war, when I moved from Donetsk, yes, I, I had plans, I had goals, I had some vision how I want to uh, live my life. But after this uh, second war, for, for me it's, it's the second war. Um, I don't want to look in the future. I don't want to uh, plan something because I know now that in one moment all that you have will be ruined, can be ruined. Everything will go away. And um, I want to dance. I know it, and I will dance. I think I will dance even I will with, when I will be old woman, very old woman, you know. <laughs> so I will dance. Uh, 
Uh, of course, I want uh, uh, to perform as much as I can. I have one big dream. I can tell you. I can tell you. I have one big dream. I would like to dance. Um, maybe I would love, would like to dance even for one month or for three months in contract. I don't. I. I, I think it's not impossible. You know. I think it's mm -hmm. not impossible. Because I'm not an ordinary person, and I have not ordinary figure. Uh, I'm not very young, and I think that is why I think that now it's not impossible. But, but if I would have an opportunity, I would use it because it's like uh, one thing that I didn't try, and I'm very interested to try it. Very interesting to try it. So if I will have some opportunity, I will use it. Uh, but I don't want to be like always only contract dancer. No, I would like to try just to try to to have this experience to to know how it uh, how it will be, how it uh, would be. Yes. Uh, so this is my small like small dream. So maybe somebody will hear me. Well, <laughs> let's uh, um, let's send. Uh... Uh, messages to the universe. <laughs> yes, let's send messages to the universe because I believe I believe that uh, it's in spite of my uh, not ordinary figure, I will find my audience. I think I will find my audience. And but if if we will if we will um, talk about Czech Republic, uh, I think in this year my goals is uh, to study Czech language to go to workshop that is very important for me to study because I will study forever, I think, because I don't think that if you are a star, you don't need to study. I think that we, we, we can uh, have some interesting information in, in any, any day, in any, like, it doesn't matter how, how good you are. It doesn't matter how good you as a dancer, you always have, you always can have some more information or different view. So it's very important to study, not from all everybody, just I think you need to find your teacher or your master, your guru, I don't know how to say it. Mm -hmm. And when uh, for me, it is several Egyptian, not all, just three Egyptian teachers from um, and several European teachers uh, after their workshops I have I don't know like power in myself and it is good I use this power for myself after so I will have anyway workshops I will study and I want to have my own workshops I will give it in Praga in October, and I will have. I want. I'm planning to have several workshops uh, online, and uh, and that is all. And I want to dance anywhere where where it will be possible. So that is all. Uh, after one year, I told you I will think about uh, about of open offline uh, in Czech Republic, my own school, but it will be after my Czech language will be more fluent <laughs> than now. <laughs> and where can 
our listeners follow all these dance adventures and dance progress and your activities? Do you have any favorite social media or is there any other place that you share and that people can go and check what is happening, what are the upcoming things, news announcements? <laughs> Uh, usually it is Instagram, uh, Facebook, yes, but not uh, so much. Usually it is Instagram and my uh, page is not only about dance. Sometimes there are just photos and some my usual life uh, things. Uh, so it's not just only dance, 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 dance. Uh, but if something interesting happened, uh, or something interesting projects uh, will happen, I will uh, show it in Instagram as well. It's quite, by the way, it's so pity. Uh, in Ukraine, I took part in a television, television show, TV show. Uh, yes, in January, it was TV show. And mm -hmm. I performed there and it, w it uh, had to be very beautiful, very spectacular. I don't know when they will show this show because it is entertainment show, but it was a very, very good experience. And uh, I took for, for example, I took part in several dance show in Ukraine as well before, before coronavirus. And I liked every, everything that connect with TV. So mm -hmm. it's it's my area. I adore everything with shooting, with TV shows. And I don't like watching there, but I like to take part in creating there. So uh, if I would have an opportunity to, uh, I don't know, to take part in Czech TV shows, it will be great too. <laughs> well, I, first of all, will include link to your social media in the show notes. So all our listeners, you can easily find it there. I think it's just Tatiana Tarasova on Instagram. If someone searches, you will find, but there will be also a direct link. Also, uh, Tatiana, I wish you good luck and I hope all your dreams come true, both, uh, uh, not both, three or whichever you have, but more performances and uh, uh, open call to all event organizers who are hearing us right now in both <laughs> Czech Republic and Europe. You have amazing performer who is available to perform anytime. <laughs> so yeah. take advantage of this. Uh, also uh, wishing you good luck and your dream about having an experience of contract dancer. I'm sure with your persistence and... and uh, um, uh, luck and also focus you will uh, at some point get or something very very similar to have that experience i really sincerely wish you good luck on that and of course even more tv shows <laughs> everywhere whatever yeah. inspires you whatever whatever makes you feel good energetic and enthusiastic about work I wish you more of that Thank and you so much. Before I let you go today, I want to ask our final question. We have one question which I ask every single guest, regardless of what we talked about. We briefly talked uh, with you about that, but it would be great also to summarize our conversation in this way. And the question is, what makes you fall in love with belly dance again and again, so you keep doing it for so many years? Hmm... Hmm. 
<laughs> yes, interesting question. I think uh, for me, it is uh, two things. For me, it is two things. First, it is music. Uh, I'm not falling in love in better dance elements like like physical movements. I always fall in love with music. And there are so many marvelous music that I always find something new, even in the old songs, songs, you know, listen them uh, for several years and always find something new that fills my heart burning like this. Yes, and trembling. Uh, so this first it is the music. Uh, endless beauty of our uh, Egyptian music, of Arab music, mm -hmm. like all this. And second, it is energy that you have at the stage. Energy that you have from audience and your own energy. This like mix, you give energy to people and they give energy to you. When you feel it, of course, sometimes uh, audience is not very good, but I'm, I'm lucky with this. Usually, usually I have energy from audience and this energy just power, have, it is like power in yourself. And this is mix of uh, pleasure from music and pleasure from energy that you have on the stage. This is for me. So I don't, I don't uh, in love just okay. I like doing circle with with my chest, and that is why I'm mm -hmm. in love. No, this is just physics. This is just physics. We in all this. Why you? Why I'm still dancing? Why I'm still love this? Because this, I don't know how to say, you feel it in the air, this energy and this power and this mix. And um, even now I'm talking about this <laughs> and uh, trembling because I just re remember my last performance. It was not very ordinary audience because it was Italian audience. They was quite calm. But in the middle of my performance, I felt that uh, they, uh, they was happy to see me. They was happy of my dance. They was like, wow. And after performance goal from Germany, she came to me and said, it was just magical. I could not take my eyes off you. It was it was just magical, something magical. It's not about technique. It's not about doing something I know incredible on the stage. It was something about energy. That that is why I'm still dancing because I cannot live with this, without this. This is like a this is like a drug, you know, music and energy from the audience. This is drug. Okay, <laughs> what can I do? Well, that's one of the beautiful drugs available on this earth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful and safe drugs. That's it for today. I hope you have enjoyed this episode and before you leave, don't forget to screenshot and share it with your friends. The more people get inspired, the better it is for our dance community. Until next time, keep shimming and see you soon.
This episode was brought to you by the Yana Dance Club, a meeting place for committed dance enthusiasts of all levels. Most of our members shared that the club helped them to improve consistency in their training, meet new dance friends, and discover various topics through hundreds of different tutorials. This is definitely a belly dance training that becomes a lifestyle. Learn more at yanadanceclub.com, link in the show notes, or simply visit yanadanceclub.com and try for 7 days for free.